podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Dream Team Tonic podcast, episode number 77 and I'm back, back from my travels, my honeymoon, uh, great to be back, I've made it back safely, there's uh, just me and you tonight James, are you there James? I'm here mate, yeah, um, yeah Ben's, Ben's now off sunning himself isn't he? That's it, as one returns, the other one leaves, <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> so, you know how it goes, James. <laughs> you just, you just got married, Tony. I, I'm not available. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, I picked up that trick from you guys when, when I were off on the listening to the podcast and a few little. Uh, I heard a bit of a rocky theme for Connor and stuff like that. So I thought I'd introduce to one more. Um, but yeah, great to be back. Um, first off. Big thanks to all the new patrons. Obviously, I've not said this because I've been off for a couple of weeks, but yeah, big thanks to everyone that signed up and, and is supporting us. Um, and welcome to new patron, uh, Steve Baker from this week. Um, cheers, thanks for your support. Hope you're enjoying all the perks. Um, it's really good to be back. And obviously, big thanks to you, James, for taking over the editing for the, <laughs> the two weeks. I know, I know we had quite, quite a few issues and stuff, but you, you smashed through it, so... And the pods were, pods were good, so... Cheers, Tony. Flying colours and all that stuff. And now there's two of us that can uh, can do the uh, the dirty work, so... Yeah. All good. <laughs> um, yeah, so while I've been sunny, you've been... You've all been um, balls deep into this... Um, into the start of this season. I've not watched much football, I won't lie. Um, <laughs> I could, once I got back yesterday afternoon... Um, first thing I did was get the football on for the uh, late game yesterday, which were Arsenal Bournemouth, uh, which were our first first game of sin live, other than the Championship games that had started a week previously to me leaving. Um, and then obviously I watched the games today. I tried to catch one of a few highlights as well, just to try and get get into a bit of near gritty. Um, I'm pretty happy with how I've started because. Um, we're not watching much and not knowing too much what's going on. Obviously, I listen to both pods and I've, I've basically let you guys guide me to a little bit. Um, so, anyway, we'll start with your team. We'll start with your team, James, and um, we'll go through yours before we jump onto mine. So, okay. how have you got on this week, pal? 29 points so far, which doesn't sound like a lot, but um, is a significant improvement on... Uh, the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. I stuck with my Tottenham defenders um, and they've got their first clean sheet of the season, which is nice. Um, I'm hoping Liverpool uh, follow up with um, their first clean sheet of the season next week. Uh, sorry, on, on Monday. Uh, and then I might actually have a, a half-decent score. Um, so, yeah, in goal, I've got Lloris, he got me five. Sessegnon got me five. Um, Cresswell, my new addition... Uh, for Doherty, who's um, surprisingly not getting hardly any minutes at all, uh, yeah. got me minus two. But 
he still has the chance to redeem himself in midweek against uh, Viborg. So um, I won't. Yeah, fingers uh, crossed. I was annoyingly I was looking at Pascal Gross, and I was like, should I put him in? And I thought, no, you can't put a Brighton player in there. And he gets star man today, and so I'm like, yeah. oh, balls. <laughs> Playing well again, aren't you, Brighton? They're doing well, yeah. Um, I've That's got I've got some Sanchez in quite a few of my uh, in my teams, and uh, he's he's ticking away. He's a nice cheap keeper. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've still I've got um, Trent and Robbo to play tomorrow in midfield. Um, Jewsbury Hall got me. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Jewsbury Hall got me three. Abuemo <laughs> got me three. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel right, does it? Polisestvi uh, yeah. got me zero. Um, Kane got me seven. Harland got me eight. And Salah's playing tomorrow. So a, a slight improvement on the last couple of weeks, but certainly nothing stellar at this stage. One transfer yeah. left, by the way. One transfer left? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, at this stage, know what I'm going to do with that. Um, I'm just keeping it for injuries at the moment. <laughs> it might do, be trashed like out. I don't know. <laughs> but that seems yeah, like jerky. Or, or maybe Jewsby Hall out. Um, but this, yeah, scraping the barrel with those player prices, unfortunately. Do you think you've uh, fell foul to the, um, the curse of the, the podcast team? What you mean in in the similarities between this and the podcast team, or no, no, no. I mean in the that you've nominated oh, this I as your see. podcast team, and it seems to have a bit of a stinker. It is my it is pretty much my worst performing team. Um, I went. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say any, any of my teams are doing amazingly, but I've got some teams with um, nearly double the points of this one. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it could be the podcast team curse, Tony. Yeah, hey, how's your team doing? Mine, right. So I'm up on well, what have I got points wise now. I think it's 116. I think it is in total. Um, this week, um, Ramsdale got me five. Zinchenko got me five. Sessegnon, who was my little um, little diamond at the start of the season. Um, Who's he's done well? Obviously, come on for the five points. Okay, take them as they come, don't you? Yeah, that's the that's the uh, the bonus of having these wing backs. I think with the the five change rules. So yeah, came came on for five points, which is I'm happy about. He got a goal in the first game, which I'm not being able to cheer about. But he, he he's starting all right. I think he's got about eleven points so far this season, which for two million is cracking, and price rises to boot. So. Um, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold uh, still to play. Um, in midfield, in Bumo, three points, another three points. He's ticked along nicely since the start, a good enabler. Um, Kulazewski, zero points, but I, I'm not too worried about Kulazewski. He's going to be someone who's probably going to stay. Um, I noticed again this week, uh, was it Richardson come on for Son? Yeah. Kulazewski, all game. So, That's happened two weeks in a row now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not too worried about his minutes. I, with the way the way he opened the season as well uh, on fire, so I'm, I'm not bothered about him whether he goes down point one, whatever. Saka three points, which I'm happy about. Um, I just I'm a little bit worried about Saka. I think we'll come on to that in the questions a bit later on. Um, 
But yeah, he got me three points this week. Haaland, eight points. Could have been more. Definitely could have been more. He could have had a couple more today. But that just shows his ceiling is so high. Um, even if he doesn't touch the ball more than five times. Um, he was involved a lot more today, which was good to see. Mm. Uh, after watching the highlights of the... Do you have about three touches in the Bournemouth game? Something silly? Uh, yeah, in the last game, he had like, I think it was seven or eight or something like that. Um, Crazy. But he was, still getting up, he was still getting in good positions. It was just yeah. one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kane, seven points. And Jesus, four points. So we get 40 for the week. I think it's on 116. I'll just double check that before. Uh... <clears throat> well, that's pretty. That's pretty good going, Tony. Since you've uh, not been watching any football, um, and uh, <laughs> and not been do, you know, following it closely. It's that's um, that's me. That's me on the beach. Mate. That. Hey, what they say about players are on the beach. That was me. <laughs> I've been on the beach, and um, yeah, I'm happy enough because usually my podcast team. Like, it has the curse and it usually dies a little bit of a death. 116, it's a steady start. It's it's probably the only team that I've not gone that heavy on the transfers. I've got I've got some teams, I've got three or four left. Um, this is one of them. I've got three transfers left in this team. My better scoring teams, I've probably used more transfers. So yeah. I think that just goes with the territory. Spending a few transfers to chase, but the, the cha- change they made in this team was Sancho out very quickly uh, to Kulusevski. <clears throat> First off, for the price rise, and for the fact that United have basically not carried any form pre-season into the season, and look back like United as they, as you were kind of thing. Um, Kulusevski picked up from last season, so hey, they were a no-brainer. Um, so I'm glad I left the 0.5 million in the bank from when we when we first did our uh, our drafts, and then Nunes, who had a great start to the season, gets a red card, so that was a no brainer to uh, jump off Nunes to Jesus and take the price price rise. And I mean, Jesus could have absolutely filled his boots again the weekend. Um, yeah, Arsenal were brilliant. Arsenal look very, very good. Um, I know we've done a lot of Arsenal bashing on this pod. But I'd say, well, he, he, he's got somewhere going there now, Arteta. Um, I like I like the uh, the rhythm they seem to have through that team. Um, they look good. They look good. Um, and a lot of them Arsenal blocks because of their cheap defenders that were tipped and stuff. Uh, Zinchenko, Saliba... Uh, Gabriel were with three million. Ramsdale only with three million. Some of them big blocks are probably the better sides that are up at the top now. Um, so they've done done quite a, quite a lot of p- people a lot of favours. Uh, did you I, did you start with any Arsenal blocks? I d- I did have some heavy Arsenal teams. Yeah, um, I I I tipped Arsenal as my number one transfer target for for August in my in my hub article um, it, when I did. Um, did the strategy article? I put uh, Arsenal as number one to the target because they they they've had such a favourable favourable run of fixtures. The only caveat I suppose with Arsenal is because they've had that favourable run. You do wonder if they might um, might not be so great if um, 
when they hit some tougher op- opposition. But I think sometimes you find, don't you, you, you these teams uh, build up ahead of steam at the start of the season and then they can carry that on when they play the big hitters. I, I don't think Arsenal are going to fall off a cliff when they get some tough fixtures. They look much better this year. They've got op- they they've got options as well, haven't they? I mean, that Vieira yeah. only came on. Uh, that new guy that they've got in midfield, you know, they've got defensive cover. Uh, they're looking, uh, yeah, they're looking a lot more balanced this year, and I think they're they're going to have a good season. Yeah, because obviously they, they've started with Ben White at right back, um, which has allowed Saliba to play at centre half, which obviously is so they've not missed Tommy Asu yet because obviously Ben White's done a, a, a decent job at right back. Yeah, I mean. So now Tomiyasu is back, who came on. Tierney came back on, didn't he, as well? Um, so that's the cover of left-back, which could see Zinchenko push forward as well. And well, actually, Thomas Partey's yeah. looking the deal. Uh, T- Tierney came on um, and played ahead of um, Zinchenko, strangely enough, Well, in the last game. Be. So uh, I wonder whether that would be an interchange thing. like a, Because, I mean, Tierney is a great attacking left-back. Yeah, I mean, that's what he did up at Celtic, didn't he? He's, he's a he, he renowned for his assists and stuff. So, yeah, that that could be something that's that's interesting watching that going forward. But like you said, they've got so many options. Um, exciting times! I bet Arsenal fans will get excited, excited about it. And and, and as a touch on the fixtures, they've got Fulham, Aston Villa, Man United. Then obviously they've got um, in the Europa League. Uh, and then Everton, Europa League, Brentford, then Tottenham, then Europa League before October. Yeah. I mean, that's still, they've got such a nice run through to October. I think um, any uh, any Arsenal blocks are rubbing their hands, not just for value, but I think for points as well. Yeah, so, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where my team is. The, the value of this team is 51.9. Um, and some of the other sides that have uh, started quite well, I've still chased a bit of value. So I've used, let's say, three or four transfers um, just to pull up on, on those point threes. And um, anybody who's had a, a big haul, obviously like Jesus had a nice haul and De Bruyne did himself. I chased De Bruyne a little bit this week in a couple of my teams mm. because I, his price could quickly get completely out of reach. Yeah. Um, so I, I did, did a little bit of um, a little bit of juggling to get the Brian in a couple. But yeah, as I say, with this team, three transfers left: zero point eight million in the bank, fifty one point nine million um, value of the team. I'm happy enough with it. There's there's nothing I really want to touch there. Even Sessignon, five points of in value again this week. Crazy. Good option, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, keep, I'm, uh, I'm keeping Sessignon for sure. Yeah, as well. As, as soon as the um, the European games kick in, I think you'll get more time as well. So from there, there's our teams. Um, did Ben send a voice clip in, James, or did he do a bit of me and lose track of that while being pissed in Fuerteventura? He texted. He. Te- I, he texted a minute ago and said, I, I lost track of time. Do you still want me to do it? And I said, um, no, go ahead. Go, just enjoy your holiday, mate. Uh, yeah. So he hasn't sent us a voice note. That's the same as me. 
I was. I, I was getting gradually more drunk during the day. <laughs> then I lost the time. And yeah, yeah, I didn't send in a noise clip. But there you are. There's my team. <laughs> Just how much beer did you drink on this holiday, Tony? It sounds like you were getting ratted every day. Oh, well, I mean, it's rude not to, isn't it? Like you go out for dinner, so, <laughs> sun's shining, it's 35 degrees, you need a bit of, a bit of, um, a bit of lager just to uh, wet, wet, the, wet the whistle. So, yeah, I, I, I probably had two days out of 14 where I had a drink. <laughs> Yeah. And I weren't meant to drink the day before I was traveling home. I weren't meant to drink at all. I said, no, sorry, I had to tell a lie. I said, I'll have a few drink day, and then, um, and then I won't drink at night because obviously I'm traveling back early morning and it's a long drive. Yeah. So, won't bother. So, I had a few drink day, and then next thing you know, is that one of the pubs that we've been going to a few times, we made friends with some French locals, and they had a karaoke night on. Oh, Next thing you know, half past ten, I'm, I'm there singing Stevie Wonder "Superstitious" with a live <laughs> French band behind me. Um, yeah, and the rest is history. Like. Well, if there's any video footage of that, um, you you can safely send it to me. I won't, I won't, I won't share, share it or doctor it or do anything with it. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, it, it were all good. Right, listeners' questions. Um, Connor, resident blogger Connor, sitting comfortably on three transfers in most teams right now. I'm away next weekend, so I can't access my phone to do any transfers, so the next time I'll use them is the Thursday before the transfer reset. Who are your guys' favourite players' teams to target for next month? P.S. It'd be nice to listen to the pop without my voice this week, and welcome back, Tony. Cheers, Con, and uh, yeah, Nice one for uh, jumping in into the hot seat the other week. Uh, you did well, mate. So, uh, James, who are you fancying? Well, do you know what? I had a look at the fixture ticker earlier today and started analysing the fixtures in September. And it's it's gone from from all the big hitters having good fixtures pretty much this month to yeah. a real mixed bag next month. Um, yeah. So, I mean... Liverpool playing Chelsea away. City have got Spurs and United. West uh, West Ham have got Chelsea away. You know, there's there's no one with a set of green green on their fixture ticket by any by any stretch. Um, yeah, I, I would expect the heavy hitters to to still be, um, you know, the the, the picks for uh, for next month. Um, yeah, I I don't think any particular team stands out in terms of fixtures. Um, so yeah, I I'll be picking players on form with and the usual big hitters. I think no one in particular um, that comes yeah. to mind. I I just reiterate what I said about Arsenal. I think out of everybody, Arsenal have the nicest thing. I know there's a big block of red there for the United fixture, but I tell you what, the way they're playing, Arsenal are absolutely hammering. Um, so I think Arsenal probably have the most favourable. Um, which is United, Everton, Brentford, and then Spurs right at the beginning of October before the next transfers. Um, yeah, Arsenal players, players to target. 
I mean, I've just got KDB, Jesus. Martinelli's really impressed me. Um, if he keeps starting on that left-hand side, he looks really dangerous. And I think that's what's taken away from Saka. I think we touched on that a little bit later on. And a guy I spoke about at the start of the season, Odegaard, and I don't, he had a great great performance and he did score a couple. Um, whether that's going to continue, I'm not too sure. I know Connor was saying about him being the assister of the assister yeah. at the start of the season. And I had him in about two or three teams because he was, was cheap. I, I, I took him out after that because I did a bit of digging and Connor, Connor probably had... He had it right with the that is how it is. Yeah. But then with the captain's armband, just for me, I was thinking minutes, five transfers. You don't usually rip your captain off the pitch, and I just thought he's so creative, all the guard. Mm. But anyway, the rest is history. He had a good weekend. What do you What do you think of United's chances now that they've signed a def- they finally got a defensive midfielder? Because obviously they've been crying out one for for one for years. Casemiro is a deep. I mean, he's he's thirty now, but he is a, still a top player. What What do you think? Um, how do you think that affects their chances? Is he going to be that player that transforms them, or is, is is there too much rot there for one player to turn it round? I think I think there is a lot of rot there. Um, I think we we've spoken about it so many times, haven't we? About there's something fundamentally wrong with United, I don't, and it. it Obviously, Ten Hag, he's not a bad manager. Obviously, he's somebody who, who uh, built the Ajax side full of uh, young, good players and built a real team chemistry and stuff like that. And it's not going to happen overnight, but they had a really good pre-season, which probably blinded a few people to the problems that still exist there. And You've got uh, a £90 million defender who has never looked that price tag since coming back from uh, was it the World Cup in England. Um I think you've got Ronaldo who uh, does he want to be there? Does he not want to be there? I don't know. You've got so much talent. You you have got a lot of talent in that squad, but they just do not seem to be a team at all. Yeah. Is is a defensive mid- midfielder from the Spanish league going to solve all their issues? No. Is it going to help? He's a top player, but is the speed of the Premier League going to catch him out? We so don't good know. Point. Yeah. Good point, Tony. He's untested over here. He's yeah. thirty year old. I just, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do at United. <laughs> I think they probably need to re- get relegated and reset. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, in all seriousness, there's there's so many problems. But look at how much talent's there. Look at how much talent's there. It's just, like you say, it's just rotting away. Yeah. McTominay, I tell you, I tell you what, so obviously Casemiro probably McTominay is probably gonna step aside and he's not he's not a bad player, McTominay. He's, yeah. he's alright. Is he good enough for a, a top Champions League side? Probably not, but is he the issue? No, I wouldn't say so. <clears throat> I wouldn't say so. They've got a very weak underbelly United. Very the, weak underbelly. There aren't many players that um can play that holding midfield role on their own. Um, Fabinho does it for Liverpool. Um, there aren't many players to do it. Apparently, Casemiro, I, I wouldn't profess to be an expert on him, but apparently he can do that. And that might allow Bruno Fernandes and Ericsson to, to play alongside him in, in that midfield. Because um, when <laughs> obviously when they, when they had Fred 
and Ericsson and uh, Fernandez. That clearly that didn't work because they got thrashed four yeah. 0 But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. It might make a difference. It probably isn't going to turn them into world beaters overnight, like you say. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to do any harm. Um, I just think, yeah, like there's players like Kante, like you say, Fabinho, Fabinho at Liverpool, Kante at Chelsea, um, yep. Kante did it at Leicester as well. Just mm. unbelievable, like the interceptions, the tackles, recoveries. It just it, they do that so many times within a game. It, it, it just it can absolutely turn a game on its head. But yep. yeah, they've got so many problems. Um, hopefully, it helps, and hopefully, it does. Uh, by the by, the time by the time he's over here, match fit, and he's is in that side. United assets might be under under two million. They could be, yeah. <laughs> pound shop, um, pound shop, um, shopping, weren't it? Basically, <laughs> we'll literally be picking them off. Yeah, uh, people like um, Fernandez, Ericsson, the quality there is staggering. Even Ronaldo, if he stays, goal scorers, yeah, tricky one, right? Aman has been on on the Discord, uh, with two weeks of info, has a better understanding of price changes change your transfer strategy at all? Um, what do you reckon, James? Well, I'll be totally honest, and I don't quite understand the question because I don't think anything radicals changed this season in terms of price changes from last season. So maybe I've misread the read, read the question, but... Uh... I think I think what, what I've noticed when... So initially, on my first, say, week or two, of obviously people underperforming and then you think it's shite. If he goes down 0.3, he goes up 0.3, which was usually the case. It was very volatile last year. Mm. I think the rises have been probably as you were, um, but the, the, the falls haven't been as heavy. So I think a player, um, say, I don't know, who did Sancho play at first with game week? Uh or say he played Brentford. I mean, usually be expected to get a five or an eight. And he gets a zero, so usually go but down point two, point three. Yeah. Um, but I think they've the players have been surviving just going down on point one. Okay, so yeah, no, I suppose the 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 the, the, uh, the drops have have been not quite as aggressive as last year. Yeah, which in a way alters. The mindset in, in that, it's had an effect on me. I won't be as aggressive to take a player who hasn't performed that week out. Mm. I'm more likely to give someone a chance, I think. Yeah. And there there is talk on, on our Discord that um, if the player does well uh, the game before the, the one he's just played, that also has a, an impact on, on his price rise as well. So. Yeah. It's almost like they're averaging the score over a rolling two, well, we think two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if someone like Embuemo scores a goal like he did the other day and then gets a zero, um, the following week he's much less likely to drop because the rolling average, if you like, is, is higher. I mean, obviously we're just speculating. We don't really know, but that's what yeah. a lot of people have... A few people have been uh, speculating that's how it's working this year. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting watching it go further forward. I won't be I, affecting my transfer strategy. I always chase the best players, and it comes on a week where um, obviously one's done well, one hasn't. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go for him maybe sooner. But I'm probably less likely to drop somebody as quick yeah. this season now. Now I've seen the first couple of weeks. That's probably probably is a good thing for the for the price right platforms, so. isn't it? Because it means you don't you're not f- almost forced in. You might feel might feel under a lot more pressure to get rid of a player thinking he's going to drop. When it, yeah. you know it sort of smooths it out a little bit. So if if that is the case, then uh, I think that's a good thing. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not quite quite as crazy. You only get five transfers a month. You don't really yeah. want to be spending them chasing price rises or avoiding price falls, do you? So, uh, yeah, no, it's something to think about. I will try and I will try and factor that into my own strategy going forward. So it's it's a good question. Yeah, I think maybe maybe dream teams have been a bit more sensible with the price falls because you could have, say, for example, Spurs win four 0 against somebody. Um, Harry Kane got three, Son got one. Um, Kulusevski didn't have any goal involvement, and he didn't quite make it to a seven rating. But Spurs won four 0 but then he's going to drop point three million because he never made it onto a rating. I think that's how volatile it probably was the last year. Yeah, um, pretty much. Like if you didn't get a rating, you were you were done for. And maybe does that time with how stringent they've been with these seven ratings this this year because they seem all over the place. It's been well, yeah, that's another topic altogether, isn't it? There's there's it, it some odd ratings. You know, players conceding loads of goals and still getting still getting sevens. You know, um, yeah. It seems I can't well can't quite put my finger on it, but they, they, it just seems a little off. They've definitely changed the algorithm. I know a lot yeah. of people are talking about it. Um, yeah, definitely. There's been a few surprises, haven't there? I mean, for example, so are they going that deep there? So Nick Pope today, he made quite a few worldy saves. Yep. Um, he's conceded three. Could he do out about the three goals he conceded? Probably not. No. Like they just as they are. Like, so should he be punished by the goals to his rating when actually? He's probably stopped City scoring seven. Yeah. So, but yeah, usually it would be if you concede a goal, that's it. Your rating's dropping. Your rating's dropping, and again, and you ended up with a minus two, minus three. Yeah. Well, so as things stand, that um, Martinez, the Villa keeper, is um, is uh, got two star man awards. <laughs> and he, they, he was in our relay team, wasn't he? He was, yeah. So we've done all right out of that. Can considering Aston Villa haven't been particularly good. Come on, Martinez. Obviously, um, Mad. he's obviously a bit been being quite busy in goal, so he's picking up, you know, extra. Um, yeah. Who scored points for that? Yeah, like save points kind of thing. Save ratings. <clears throat> Another one from Aman here. Uh, Young now looks to be a Spurs sub. Should we take him out? Um, I, I think I touched on it earlier, Aman. I mean, for me, I wouldn't. Um, because the amount of rotation you're going to get, especially with Perisic being quite old and and I think Session's fresh legs, isn't he? A young lad. 
uh, European games coming up. He'll be starting one or the other, I would guess. And even in the ones he don't start, I think he'll be quite on. So if they are going to get a clean sheet, he'll be he'll be getting them points as well. So for me, I think of that money, another price rise this week um, after his five point cameo. I'd just keep him for the time being. Um, I think if they got Forest and West Ham next up as well. No, that, he, he's a leave for me. What do you reckon, James? Well. <clears throat> First of all, I'd say he's looked a lot better this year. He's he bulked up yeah. in the summer, didn't he? He said he he, yeah. he came out and said, "I need to uh, stop getting injured so much." So I've, I've been spending a lot of time in the gym. Um, we also know that Peretic was ma- managed by Conte at Inter. Um, he never played, hardly ever. I don't think. In fact, I don't think he ever played ninety minutes. I might may maybe. <laughs> so um, we know Conte's, you know. Penchant for uh, rotating his full-backs. Cessillon's going to play virtually every game. And at that price, a definite hold for me. Yeah, definitely. Right, on to O's on the Discord. Which cheapest keeper is the go-to for the next few weeks or is the Starman Magnet Martinez one to stick with? <laughs> uh, James? Well, Sanchez has been my pick for August, and I think he's done reasonably well. Um, yeah. If we're talking about next month, um, if you look at Newcastle's fixtures, they they are pretty decent. Uh, they've got Crystal Palace at home, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, and Fulham away. Um, and he's playing really well. And he's he's uh, picked up a star man today against City. He's he's looked. Uh, Newcastle, despite conceding three goals today, Newcastle have looked a lot better and they've been solid in their first two games. Um, anyone can concede against City. So yeah. I think Pope could be a good option. Um, I'm not convinced by Aston Villa going forwards. I mean, they don't look great. I've, I'm tempted to suggest we move Mares out of our uh, of our, out of our relay. Yeah, get him out there. What, what do you think? I've I've just got Sanchez at Brighton roll down, yeah. um, or because um, for the next few weeks they've got Forest, Leeds, and Fulham, Leicester. Yeah, that's the next fixtures. I mean, I, I, you could, I could see I could see four clean sheets. I know Leeds were pretty impressive today against Chelsea, but we've seen these results flip flopping um, a lot. Like, and, and this is why we say don't chase the flavor of the week. Um, because usually it flip flops. Yeah. Um, obviously Chelsea, be quite a few people jumped across to the Chelsea assets this week, and and they got stung with that defeat off Leeds. Um, so yeah, Brighton, Forest, Leeds, uh, Fulham, and Leicester pause. Not much threat to Brighton. I think Brighton are a good side and they could easily keep keep at least two clean sheets and then four. Yeah. For the price, I think Sanchez is a great option. Um, in fact, how many, how many teams have I got him in now? Um, I know you started with him quite a few, didn't you, uh, James? I, in fact, I, I, Sanchez is in two of my best th- uh, two two of best three sides, and Nick Pope is the other goalkeeper. Yeah. I think I've got Sanchez in about five or six sides, uh, yeah. and I, I'm quite happy to keep him for the for, until I can afford. A player that plays in Europe potentially, but um, that's kind of 
moves nicely into the next question, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll touch on that then. Uh, perhaps opposite to Ole's question, is using a remaining August transfer to get to a Euro goalkeeper a good idea where possible? And if so, which goalkeepers in European sides do you think will play both weekends and midweek and which are the rotation risks? Mm. What do you reckon then, James? <clears throat> well, as we've seen historically, I can't see any sides rotating their, their keepers in the Champions League. And unless, of course, they they win they win the first three or four games and then they're, yeah. they're through. So, so we'll say that there's a good chance Champions League keepers will not be rotated in the Europa League. Um, I'm not so, I'm not sure because previously United have had the likes of um, Henderson and um, Arsenal had the likes of Leno, but but they don't anymore. United's backup keeper appears to be Tom Heaton, who's 36. So I'm wonder I'm thinking De Gea probably plays in the Europa League, and probably Heaton will get some, some minutes in the FA Cup or, or Carabao. I, but we don't know for sure. Um, yeah. Arsenal's backup keeper, now Leno's gone, appears to be Matt Taylor. Um, apparently he was MLS goalkeeper of the year last year. Um, he's 28, so he's younger. So he might be he might not be content to, uh, to sit on the bench. So I think there's probably more... Uh, I think Arsenal are more likely to, to rotate on, on that basis. But this is all speculation, of course. Um, in Europa League, I'm convinced that West Ham will rotate their goalkeepers because um, yeah. uh, they've, they've done that before. So I, I would be, avo- if you want a player, a goalkeeper playing in Europe, avoid West Ham. So I'm going to say, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to recommend the goalkeeper because I'm going to say, wait for the European draws on Thursday and Friday. Uh, so Champions League's on the Thursday, Europa League's on Friday. Wait for the draws, see what the fixtures look like. I mean, any one of if you the top guys, you know, Allison and Edison, obviously the premier options. Um, you know, and, and Mendy, despite uh, Chelsea's uh, capitulation today, um, yeah. would still be a good option. And he is a bit cheaper as well. We've got to remember that. So. I don't know. Yeah, Any... Mendy might as well have backheeled that goal he saw on it. <laughs> well, he thought he was Edison, didn't he? He's not yeah, Edison. He, he, no, should, he shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. It's crazy, oh, crazy. I'm just wondering whether you've been reading my notes down here. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got three got... notes, Tony, because they're handwritten. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, um, Edison Allison are obviously probably the, the most nailed, like. Obviously, Mendy then the cheaper option. Um, but I've, I've just basically got here. I don't think it's essential to to jump on to that right now. I think I would wait for the first game, and you will then get the inkling of right. So they're going to play that keeper in Europe. They're going to play that keeper in Europe, and then make the decision for the second game, yeah. for the second double game week, and and go from there. I don't think it's with a keeper. Obviously, their ceiling's so low anyway. It's not going to harm you just to wait for that extra bit of information for that week. I, I agree think. with that, but don't forget we're getting all these keepers with star star men so far this season. Oh. <laughs> We've got Henderson with star man. We've got uh, Martinez and Pope. They're all picking up the star man awards. What's going on, Tony? 
It's true. <laughs> Harry, Harry Kane and the likes need to put more goals past them, don't they? Yeah, well, it must be. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe again, that is down to the to, to the rating system, and we need to keep an eye on that because uh, if um, if goalkeepers are going to suddenly be getting star man every week, then we probably need to pay a bit more attention to that position. Yeah, I'll be getting, I'll be getting Bournemouth keeper. Whoever gets peppered every week. <laughs> yeah. It seems like whoever makes the most saves getting the... Uh, Probably want the Everton Martin, keeper, don't you? Martin, Martin has conceded three goals. Yeah, you know? Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. He, he, did, he did save a penalty, though. So, And he did... Mm, I saw yeah. the highlights of match of the day. He, it did look like he had a bit of a blinder. Because um, that, uh, that uh, Villa defence is not looking good. No. No, it isn't. Uh, I think it's a little bit upset. They're obviously taking Tyrone Ming's captaincy off him and and then dropping for, for his couple. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, the guy they brought to to shore up the defence is is out for the season or is out for a long time at least with an ACL, isn't he? Oh. Fuck. So they're back to um, <laughs> Tyrone Mings and uh, and House or Courtney Courtney House, is it? Yeah, Courtney House or Conza. Is oh, Conza still there? Conza, yeah, Conza's the second. Is the other centre-back, isn't he? Yeah. Right, here's a big big question. Who are the standout cheap and early boys from Tomo? Um, if Liverpool concede again, we'll be looking to move off the defenders. And where are the bargains amongst the clubs competing in Europe? So we'll go to the first. Standout cheap and early boys. What do you reckon, James? Um, I would go, I would go for um, Embuemo. He's done well so far. Scored a goal, got a couple of seven ratings. Um, I mentioned him briefly earlier. Pascal Gross might be an option. Uh, that would yeah. be my, that would, that's my two cheapy picks. Um, I've got some more for the in the other category of bargains amongst European clubs. I've I've literally got all of Arsenal brought down here. Um, you look at like Saliba, Martinelli, Odegaard. You can go on uh, Gabriel, even Sinchenko at his price still. Uh, they're all even so. You go to pound per million, Jesus, so cheap what yeah. he's doing so far. Um, but just for cheap, very cheap in words, I just give a big shout to Ben because I know he, he, he spoke about this guy at the start of the season. I don't know if it went missing on the podcast, but. Uh, Jensen uh, from Brentford yep. at one million. He went out, had an absolute worldy game against United, and then he followed it up with another assist this week. Uh, one million. He already rose to one point three million. Mm. Um, I get he might sneak up another point one, you know. Um, and we got an assist. I don't think he quite got a, uh, a seven rating, but I know he got an assist. So yeah, Matt. Big shout to you, Ben, if you're listening for Aventura. Great Charlotte Jensen um, at Brentford. Yeah. Sessegnon and Boomer, they're the cheap options. They, 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 they're doing well at the minute as well, mm. a lot of these enablers, so they're the lads. Um, so the second part then, James, if Liverpool can't see it again, will you be looking to move off the defenders? Um, I'm, I'm going to still hold them because they have Bournemouth, and Newcastle at home, followed by a toothless Everton. So you'd be, I think you'd be crazy to jump off them. Unless the only caveat I would add to that is if they get more defensive injuries. 
Um, Gomez yeah. is, I've, I've heard Gomez is going to play tomorrow on Monday against United. So um, uh, as things stand, we've got Matins <clears throat> out and obviously Canate. If, if Gomez, who is made of glass, by the way, um, if he got injured or, or Van Dyke was out or something like that, then then I might reconsider. But looking at those fixtures, I wouldn't be taking out um, any, my Liverpool defenders just yet. No. Obviously, big prices, aren't they? Like Alexander Arnold, six and a half, um, Robertson. Yeah. And it's big money that you've got left in at the back. Um, We've seen this. Most, most teams, I think. We've seen um, this before, Tony. Liverpool make, get don't get a couple of clean sheets near the start of the season. Everyone yeah. jumps off them and then they go on a run for like 10 games. <laughs> it's true, mate. It's true. I, I, I think I put it in the Discord earlier about um, how I've been a little bit more aggressive this season with the there's the move to De Bruyne on the back of probably being a little bit slow to jump on the Liverpool back line last season. Yeah. Because like you said, so they start with a couple of stinkers but then they had such a massive run of clean sheets, and if you didn't jump on it at some point, you were left behind. Yeah. So it, it it can turn around quickly. I, I just looking at my teams, I've got quite a few with Trent and Robbo and uh, the dangers, the main dangers. Um, Gomez, I like Gomez. He's a good player. Um, like I say, it's just a shame he is. Like, I, I think he's been to the same school as Antonio, but hopefully he's sorted himself out. <clears throat> If he gets a run in the team, I mean, if he stays fit, he, I could see him keeping that place. Um, yeah, he's a very he's, talented player. He's a, he is a, he's a decent defender, but uh, yeah, I, trouble is Matip has been so good, and he he can step out of defence and and uh, ping balls in, and he's been scoring goals. So I think yeah. Matip's the one that's difficult to dislodge. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And where are the bargains amongst the clubs competing in Europe? <clears throat> well, I've got Salaba and Martinelli, who you've mentioned. I've, I've got, can I, am I allowed to, I don't know what the budget is for this, but I, I would say Cucurella at Chelsea is a bargain at three, one now. Yeah. Um, Harvey Elliott might prove to be a bargain. Gundogan yeah. is only 4.1 at the moment. He's got a couple of goals now. I think a lot of people are going to be looking at him in the next week or two. Um, yeah. Peretic might be an option for Spurs, even though he's a midfielder in Dream Team. Got 10 yeah. points, star man, this week. Um, I would also say keep an eye on Sk- Skamaker for West Ham. He's only 2.6 yeah. million. If you want a cheaper enabler forward, then uh, he might prove to be uh, a good buy at some point. He looks decent. Um, but obviously that's that's a um, keep an eye on it. Don't Don't jump on him just yet, I would say. Yeah, I think West Ham need to wake up a little bit, don't they? Um, uh, just touching on West Ham, I did do a, a couple of gambles. Obviously, I missed my Bowen, my Sancho to Bowen transfer. I missed, uh, well, because, probably because I was getting pissed out on, in the sun. <laughs> um, but I, mean, I did miss it. It frustrated me because obviously after the price changes, it. Ah. Anyway, so he wanted me top sides. Um, Ended up with Maxwell Cornet at the value of, I think it was two and a half million at the time I put him in. And he got an assist midweek in the, um, in the, the what is it, Papa John's 
Papa John's yeah. Euro League, yeah. Are That's you telling all. me you've put a burn an ex Burnley player in in one of your sides, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It hurt me at the time. I must have been pissed. But he got me a two. And I, and and then I know that they were a bit of a thingy about the ratings, weren't they? Didn't quite update properly, did they? They were doing the minus yeah, so whatever shite again. It didn't they didn't actually update the ratings until like mid-afternoon the following day and everyone was on Twitter going crazy about it but and everyone was like oh they won't they won't change the prices and that even if they fix the ratings it's still not right blah 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 they did actually do the price rises because Scamaca went up in price because he scored a goal um right so it all forward suit them well there's still some people complaining that Bowen should have got a higher rating um and therefore, he might have gone up in price as well, which he didn't. Yeah. So, so not everyone's happy. They did. At least Dream Team didn't just ignore it. They did actually do something with it. They didn't reply to my uh, to my question asking about it, which I was a bit annoying. But there you go. They did actually fix it though, to a degree. Hopefully, yeah. for the next game, we won't. They won't leave it till lunchtime the next day because people get you know, annoyed about things like that, which yeah. is understandable. I think last season it put it put me off putting any players in that were in the uh, Papa John's League. Yeah. Because if you're not going to get, if, even if your player scores two goals, you're not going to get a star man or a seven rating, then it just takes away from your the potential. So, um, yeah. Good to see him updated, and hopefully it's a, bit, a little bit quicker, a little bit more slick next time. Um, but yeah, going on to the players in Europe, you covered both man. Uh, Cucurella down even after today's performance. Good player, Cucurella, so dangerous. He probably could have scored a couple today, um, but his shooting were a little bit wayward. And Gundogan, um, we've had a few Gundogan. Um, Trains, haven't we? In the, in the we last are. Few it depends on where he's play, where Pep plays, and we, me and Ben talked about this last week. Um, one slight tactical change, and he can go from a good good option to uh, to to to, gun, to Gundo Wank, Tony. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully there's enough options there for you for you, Tom. Um, yeah. So our mate Lee Hooper. Has been on. Never been in this position before where my best team, best teams seem quite settled and have five, four transfers left. Uh, do I need to start making changes based on nicking a bit of value, even if, even if there are sideways moves, or can I potentially just let transfers go to waste? Now, I had never, ever thought I'd ever hear this from Lee's, Lee's mouth. <laughs> He's got between four and five transfers left. There's cup games around the corner. There's, <laughs> well, yeah. Go on, what do you reckon, James? Well, it, it, Lee's a changed man this year. He's he started he well. Is. He's not been making any crazy knee jerk moves or anything. Or and he's and he seems to his his bad luck has seemed to uh, turned around. Um, I'd say it was quite rare to have a team that can't be improved at all. Um, yeah. If you've really got, if you really can't use your chances, you. You should be looking at next month to set up for next month, basically. Um, and if you can get on a rise at the same time, all well and good. It, um, 
I think if if you know if and if 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 you still don't want to change your team, you if you've got more than one left, you can do a one week punt with it. So you can bring a player in that's got one good fixture. You you probably don't want him longer term, but you've got another transfer taking back out again. If you really yeah. you know got no other options, um, and if there are really no no moves, then then you can burn them. But um, I mean, I did that twice last year with my with my best team. But um, it is quite rare to be, to say you can't improve at all or do something with those transfers. I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're reading off my own, my own sheet, James. Plan um, <laughs> for September. Um, there's no harm in burning. Um, obviously, don't take players out just for the sake of it. But if you can plan for September and try for a couple of price rises in the meantime, as it goes. Uh, the players that you want for September, then happy days. So if you see an opportunity where that's what I want for the next six weeks, he's about to go up this week, get him in and and use a little bit of restructuring. It's actually a nice position to be in, isn't it? To, oh, to, to have yeah. that. You know, I wish I'd Definitely. looked at my teams and think, oh, do you know what? I'm really happy with that. I can't see anything to improve it. I'd love that. Unfortunately, yeah. I could do with more transfers this year so far. <laughs> <laughs> I say you're in, a, you're in a good position, Lee, and don't feel the pressure from that. I think you should really just kick back um, and just enjoy being in that position because a lot of people have used a lot of transfers and and, and you're probably a step ahead. You've had a very good start um, in a lot of your sides. So plan for September. One for September, and if you can here and there improve your team and get a couple, steal a couple of prize rises on your way, um, and with how well your teams are doing, they're naturally going to increase in price anyway. If you've got a good start in a team, it's going to go up in value in the majority. So, yeah, cracking. It's good to hear that question from Lee. Um, yeah, uh, I remember. I remember we spoke probably at the end of last season, uh, saying. Because he, he had some wrong luck, and said obviously once we once we hit July, stick with it, be a bit more patient, and there you go, bang, you've nailed it, mate. Right, Fitzy, um, how long do we give Saka, and any potential replacements would be appreciated. Welcome back, Tony. Cheers, mate. Appreciate that. It's good to be back. Um, I probably touched it earlier about Saka a little, just a touch. I didn't want to go too deep into it. Um, is in nine of my sides, Saka. He's someone uh, Arsenal obviously started very, very well. And he's on penalties, unfortunately, for Saka. (laughs) We think he's on penalties. That's true. We're not 100% sure, are we? I mean, Jesus, some people might say Jesus might be taking but to be fair, Jesus didn't wasn't great at City taking penalties, was he? So I think there's a yeah. good chance Saka's still on penalties. Yeah, I would hope so for yeah. my nine teams' sake. But how would we give him? They've got such good fixtures coming up, and 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 it feel it's feeling a little bit like a Maris situation for me, um, where I'll, I'll probably take him out a few just to take a little bit of value back out of him to spread it spread it around elsewhere. Um, but I won't be making any knee jerk in a better side. You probably stay in um, until until this good run of fixtures has ended because you got to play fixtures, and they've got the fixtures. So 
What do you reckon, James? Well, there's two ways of looking at it. One is that Connor's point of view from the other day, he, he, he's of the opinion that um, when Tommy Asu comes back into the side on a more full-time basis, and that's questionable whether that will happen, of course, because Ben White's done pretty well, um, he thinks that will free Saka up a bit more. Um, and he might be right. Uh, but if you look at Saka's stats, his XG so far for this season is 0.13 and his XA, his expected assist, is 0.18. That's not good. No, that's across the season. Uh, isn't yeah. good. I would be tempted to move to Gundogan in that price price bracket. Possibly yeah. Diaz if you can afford a little bit more. Um because Diaz might step up now that Nunes is out suspended. Somebody's going to have to score the goals for Liverpool. It might be Salah. It could well be Diaz. So uh, I would probably take him out of most of my teams if it was me. I, I, I've watched Arsenal yeah. play. The, most of their attacks seem to be coming down the left. Yeah. Uh, that might agree. change, of course. But um, yeah. Completely agree. So agree. With that, I'd say I watched Arsenal yesterday. The first game I've watched since coming back... Uh, from holiday and, and Saka was very oh, as good as Arsenal looked and as dangerous as he looked, it wasn't coming from Saka's side at yeah. all. Um, and it does worry me a little bit. But then sometimes you think, is that the way Bournemouth were? Is that the way that that game went with Bournemouth? Were they weaker down that side? Did, did uh, Saka have a better foe against him? I, it was was the left back of. Of Bournemouth were better players. They targeted targeted Martinelli to Jesus, and, and you don't know how the game. Obviously, every game is a tactical battle between teams, and maybe next one Saka's absolutely got the rinsing of some some left back from from wherever they're playing next, and you don't know. And, and then the, it's 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 the um, penalty thing as well. Like obviously, now uh, we know Holland's on penalties at City. Um, it changes things. So Saka, obviously, if he's not on penalties, he's gone. Yeah, one hundred definitely. Like there's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind for that value, that money, he's gone. Until I know that, I'm just I, I, I've got him. In my, it's easy to say. A fewer sides get rid of him, but I don't want that Mares moment and. Um, I'm going to hold up just, just for a little bit. Well, like you said, with Fulham and, Fulham and then Villa up next and then Man United, um, they're not exactly... He could well get some points there, couldn't he? Um, I mean, you got three points this week. I, I don't know how, because Martinelli got zero. <laughs> and I thought, well, Martinelli probably... I mean, maybe it was because he missed his chances or whatever else, but what Martinelli looks a hell of a lot more dangerous and a lot more involved. Yeah. So another strange rating, I suppose. Um, we have to work this algorithm out quite quickly. Yeah, it's, it's a good quest, question, Fitzy. And I, I don't know how many teams you've got in in May, but I'd, I'd probably just balance it out, take him out of a few and spread his value and I'd keep him in some. Um, you won't want to take him out of all of them. And get stung by a sucker brace or a sucker hat trick the week after. Um, right, 
Andy Boyne. Firstly, welcome back, Tony. Cheers, Andy. Appreciate it, mate. After three three game weeks in four. Question one. There's four of these. Question one. Which three players do you think will score the most points by the World Cup break? Uh, where was she? Uh, here we go. Uh, right, Andy, I'll answer that first. 19 games to the European sides. There's only 14 for the non-Euro teams uh, before the World Cup break. So I'd say it comes from that pool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and my three are probably ones with better fixtures, I'd say. Jesus, who looks absolutely unbelievable at Arsenal. Um, Haaland and KDB. Ah, interesting. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I agonised about whether to put Jesus in. I haven't. Um, I've gone for Kane, Haaland and KDB. So very Ooh. similar to yours. Um, very close. Yeah. Um, second question. Which three players do you think will rise most in value from their starting price by the World Cup break? Uh, I changed it up a little bit here because, obviously, the higher the value, the less likely you are to rise in price. <laughs> so you, you need bigger things. So I've actually gone Gundog on, on the basis that if he carries on playing the position he is, which he keeps finding himself many a time in that box, He's been mopping up a lot there, and he, he's a dangerous player. And the, his value, like four million, four is it four point one? That's um, right. Yeah, he's he's got the potential to be a five and a half million player. Yeah. So uh, he's one to watch. Um, Jesus obviously is still at five point three. Um, if he just carries on, if he carries on being the pinpoint of all the Arsenal attacks and scoring goals, he's going to end up a £7 million player, just like the Salas and the Canes. Uh, and then Martinelli, who, who was so so cheap, but seems to be starting for Arsenal, that, and, and so dangerous for Arsenal as well, and a, and a very good attack. It seems to have a, quite a good understanding between the lot of them up there. Um, I think he's got a potential to grow back quite a lot, mm. quite a million. Who do you reckon, James? Yeah, well, I, I wrote down here something similar to yourself. On the basis that cheaper players will probably rise quicker, hmm. um, I've gone for Martinelli, Saliba, and um, Rodrigo. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Leeds, impressive today. They did look I'd good. Say it's the Leeds, Rodrigo you're on about, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I'm not sure, saying I'd bring in Rodrigo, but the question was um, who's going yeah, to the most. Um, he's, he's, I think he's 2.5, something like that. He's down yeah. as a striker. Um, his, ex, his, his, XG, his numbers are great. You know, XG, yeah. etc. Um, yeah. He, he was a good goal scorer in Spain. Yeah, he looks like a new player in this, this season, but it's still early days, of course, but... Um, I'm sure some people might chuckle at that one, but um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you get a few free results and, and stuff like that on the early doors, but yeah, we'll see if the Leeds can continue that because they look good today, look very good with the Leeds. Um, question three: Which two teams do you think will score the most goals by the World Cup break, James? 
Well, um, I'm probably it's probably going to be the most boring answer ever, but I'm going to go City and Liverpool. Uh, I don't think uh, you could. Uh, there's a case to be argued for Arsenal. They seem to be free scoring this year, but they haven't really faced any real tough fixtures yet. So I'm I'm going to say it's still going to be City and Liverpool. I'm going on the basis that Arsenal still aren't going to face anybody tough until until a long time. So I'll go with City and Arsenal. Okay. And, yeah. and, and, and I think that Nunes red card hurts Liverpool. Yeah. It's not really fluent. And I, I don't... Diaz is such a good player. Um, is the balance the same as when Manny was there? Or are they struggling... Is Salah struggling? Because the ball's probably going more to him now. I think they're probably going more down that side. Diaz is a proper workhorse. There's nothing... There's so much talent up there. They're they're all going to score goals, so I'm not slagging any player of Liverpool off. I'm just saying, with Mane gone, are they going to be as fluent and as potent as they was last season? The early signs are... He probably just needs to work on it a little bit. It's probably like the City and the Haaland thing. They need to work to Nunez's strengths and, and to even Diaz to a degree. Because um, obviously Diaz is a different player to Mane. I get where you're coming from. I would say there's a, actually a stronger argument to say that um, the lack of creativity in, midfield, in Liverpool's midfield could be the thing that uh, hampers them. Without um, uh, Thiago in there, we're, you know, yeah. we're looking at a little bit bereft of, of ideas. Whether whether Elliot can step up and uh, be that man that provides the spark, possibly. He's still young, I'd though. Love, um, I'd love to see him. I would love to see it, of course, yeah. yeah. Definitely. You play, play a two with Fabinho and, I don't know, Henderson, and just let Elliot sit behind the th- front three mm. and, and feed him. What about Spurs? I know they haven't... Um, Obviously, they finished in the last what quarter of the season. They were the top scoring team. So, yeah. any thoughts on on Spurs whilst we're here? Because I'm sure some people would still have them down. They're front three, or front four, if you like, with Richarlison now. Apparently, he, he said he will play a front four at times. Um, yeah, they 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 should be in the conversation, shouldn't they? Definitely. I mean, so much talent up front. Yeah, they're going to score goals and. Um, I think it's so easy to get swayed week by week about yeah. one performance and stuff like that. And obviously, Chelsea had them on the ropes, and <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, so, well, Spurs aren't that great, are they? Or something. But every game's different, and yeah, Spurs could score freely, very much so. They could go on a run and score a hell of a lot of goals. Um, so they definitely deserve to be in the argument. I'll tell you one team that I didn't consider, and that was Chelsea, that I don't think they... They don't look like they're going to blow away sides. They didn't look like that most of last season. They'll get the odd freak result where they win 4-5-0. But yeah. uh, without a central... without an, Is Sterling a number nine? I don't think so. I think he'd be better yeah. on the le- playing on the left. I think they need a focal point. I suppose they might get that if, if Aubameyang comes, comes in. Um, so that's one to watch. I think they're they're struggling because even Havertz is obviously they're forcing Havertz to play as number nine, 
Um, and he's a, he's a tall lad, Havertz, and he, he does his best up against these centre-halves and stuff. But half the time, I think it takes away from what he's about because he's, he's finding himself just being battered around a lot. Yeah. Because his centre-halves are big lads. And um, I just think that isn't his game. And that he's filling... There's never only playing off the forward line, that whereas Havertz... He scored a lot of goals at Leverkusen. He's created a lot of created a lot of goals as well, and and that were usually bursting through into the box, either past the forward line or you were always from behind. Yeah, it's very strange they've gone and spent sixty three million on Cucurella. He's a very very good left back, and he's a very good investment from Chelsea. Don't get me wrong, and you've got Ben Chilwell. Could and Alonso, for that matter, that could do that job. Yeah. Why are you not spending sixty-three million and going to gain forty, forty, fifty million pounds worth of a goal scorer? I don't know. I do think Cucurella is a good buy um, because, well, he said that he doesn't want all the pressure. Uh, Tuchel said that he doesn't want all the pressure on Chilwell to have to play every week because he's coming back from an injury, etc. Uh, Cucurella could fit fit slot back in on the left of a um, uh, as a left centre back. Obviously, if if they, if Fafana comes as well, though, then well, I suppose every t- every team needs good players to be able to rotate. Yeah. Um, especially if you're um, going for several different competitions. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's odd. I mean, you could argue Chelsea had a had a number nine last year. With Lukaku, and they didn't get the best out of him, did they? So um, well, maybe that's they won't not pass the ball to him, would they? Sorry, <laughs> they won't pass the ball to him. <laughs> that's right. I mean, maybe that's the way Tuchel doesn't want to play that way. I don't know. Um, but they've been linked with Aubameyang. I suppose Aubameyang's not quite a on the last shoulder kind of guy, is he? Or a hold up a guy that you pump the ball up to to hold it up or whatever. He's he's got a bit more. Guile about him, and uh, quite often drifts into sort of the left the left forward positions. So, yes, I just don't see Chelsea scoring a load, hat full of goals unless they can sort out that their, you know, their front their their forward players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I find it strange that a player of the talent as Ziyech, who always looks dangerous when he when he's on the pitch with his delivery, never gets a game. Yeah, it's Thinking attitude or something, there's something going on there. <clears throat> he's desperate. Really, he's desperate to play. You know, he gets so annoyed when he when he gets hooked off all the time. I mean, last yeah. season you had Reese James at right back. There's there there was the question marks about whether you can play an attacking right back like James with Ziyech on the right. Um, yeah. Even when Z, when Reese James has been right centre back this year, he still hasn't played Ziyech. So. I, I think yeah. ZH is probably on his way out after they've got a few new additions. I think they're still looking to buy in the transfer market, aren't they? And they've spent good money, haven't they? Um, they have. Yeah. A lot of moves to be made there. Um, right, which two teams will concede the least goals by the World Cup break? That's question four. Last one for Andy. Go on, James. Probably the most boring answer in the world, but I'm going to say City and Liverpool. Uh I I just I think Spurs are in the are in the conversation. Um 
but I just don't think the quality of Spurs players are quite as good as as, as City and Liverpool. Um, so yeah, I went with City and Liverpool. What about what about yourself? I thought mine were quite strange, seeing as both teams today conceded three. I went for City and Chelsea. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Chelsea could be pretty strong if they get Fafana in as well. Like it looks like that's going to happen. Um, Fafana's been left out. Where else is he going to go? Um, if they if they stump up eighty million for him, I think that is a hell of a backline, isn't it? I mean, that Koulibaly looks yeah. great. Although he got he got a red card today, I think he did. He, yeah, he, I missed he, the last ten minutes of the game. So um, he almost It's a quality player. Um, yeah, definitely. Thiago Silva, as young as ever. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a different animal, isn't he? To keep playing it at such a high level at his age, uh, unbelievable. Something else, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fit as a fiddle, lad. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. See how we'll see how that works out. Don't you write them down, Andy? Um, right, and the last one is from Aman again. Is Saliba the real deal, and do we need to bring him into our teams? James. He looks fantastic to me. Um, he looks a real class player. Um, he, he he reminds me a bit of Van Dyke in some respects. You know, just calm on the ball. Um, yeah. He's the only left centered left. I've said this a couple of times. He's he's the only left footed centre back. Um, so he, he, it looks like he's nailed on in that side. So uh, yeah, he looks fantastic. Get him in yeah. at that price. Yeah. Yeah, cheap price. I mean, I don't think he'll be curling goals into the top corner every game. No. Um, he won't be scoring worldies every week, but he's definitely, definitely got a bit of class about him. And at the price, at the price he is, um, obviously going to go up again this week. Yeah, probably 0.3. Yeah, he's a, he's a very good option. He's got fixtures, form, price. What more do you want? What more do you want from somebody when you want to bring him in? Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't talk anybody out bringing Saliba in. Right. There's the questions um, tidied off. Um, let's go over to the Dream Team Tonic Cash League Top 10. Um, would you like to give this a read, James? <clears throat> With pleasure, Tony. Um, in 10th we've got Arwin Vobe joint 10th actually Arwin Vobe and Henry Cartridge in 9th we've got Lee Hooper joint 7th we've got Jonathan Perro and Harry Jones in 6th we've got Lee Hooper again uh, in joint 4th we've got Dan Bartlam and Matty Blake in 3rd we've got Simon Davis 2nd R. Connor and in first, Leo Reed. Happy days. Quite a lot of uh, names we know on there. Yeah. On the Patreon. Uh, Matty Blake snuck snuck in there, I see. Um, yeah, snuck in. Uh, fair play, Matty Blake. Um, well done, all there on there. Obviously, early days, but some really good starts for you, lads. Um, and then over to the uh, DT Tonic Patreon League. Um Top 10. Uh, I'll read this one out. In joint 
10th. There's three of you there, Barry McCormack, Mark Warner and Jordan Jackson. In ninth, we've got Stephen Broughton. Joint 7th, we've got Martin Brantley and Brian Blackett. Joint 5th, Connor Tobin and Paul Young. In 4th, Wayne Foster Crouch. In 3rd, Jake Bevan. And joint top of the shot is Lee Utin and Lee Hooper. It's a Lee shot at the top. Um, <laughs> Lee, you're everywhere, mate. Absolutely everywhere. Look at this. He's listened. He's listened. Anyway, really good to see you up there. Um, right, over to, for the first time um, this season, we've got a differential league update. So we all picked our differential players before the start of the season, under 10% owned, T-shirt on the line. Um, so I found something strange here. I wonder whether you work out what's gone so the community were um, who was first picked? Sorry, with the community, community were last pick. No, the community had last pick because they. I were, had first pick. Yes, you had first pick. Yeah, that's it. Because the community leader Connor was laughing at me for my pick. I believe Tony had first yeah. pick, and I picked Martinelli. He's done all right. Sixteen points for me. Happy yeah. days. Ben was Ben's second pick. No, um, no, Ben. I think Ben picked after me. Um, so yeah, fair play to him. James, you picked second. Mares, <laughs> I did. Nil nil point, Tony, as they say in Eurovision. Um, <laughs> Mares, you little bugger. And then it was Ben who picked Madison, who gave him a hefty seventeen points. Good pick. Um, I didn't think he'd go for one of his own. Then it was Fergie's pick, who in his own words was a boring pick. He went for Matip. A massive minus one. At least I'm not last. Mahrez might might be on zero, but Fergie's on minus one with Matip. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) And Connor and the community went for Mount. They're going six points. So... In third place, I can you see the um, can you see the what was it? What do they call it? The connection. Every selection begins with M. Mount Matty, Mares, Madison, Martinelli. Yeah, that's strange. That won't. I'm sure that won't happen again because um, I won't be picking Mares anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Although saying that he might when the Champions League fixes, of course. Yeah, I'm having next month. That's when Mares <laughs> will come alive, isn't it? He'll, he'll get game time in the Champions League, and um, and um, we'll all get rid of him, and then he'll uh, he'll troll us as he always does. Definitely, definitely. Um, I wait, I'll wait for him to come on today and score a winner, but. Yeah, he, did, he didn't get a sniff, did he? Did he make, even make a change? Apart from the early sum. Pep, I don't think he did, did he? Um, One transfer out of his five? Interesting. Interesting one to take note of. Um, I know he made the Ake, Ake to um, the uh substitution quite early on in the game. He did, yeah. And he, and he, Ake he never made another hamstring injury by the looks of it. 
He never made, made another song. Yeah. I turned it off after about uh, 75 minutes. Did you miss the uh, KDB pass? I did, yeah. I should watch match of the day so I can uh, catch up on that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable pass. Um, yeah. See, see some we might not. Anyway, that's all for tonight, James. Cool. Um, nice one, Tony. Well, I'm glad to have you back, mate. You, I um, I won't have to spend half my day editing podcasts tomorrow. It's going to be great. Well, to be fair, I might have to even mate, because I don't <laughs> think there's any edits to do. So <laughs> I think there is. Isn't it? <laughs> no, it's just run perfectly smooth. Just, just put it straight out. Get straight onto the Patreon tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's great to be back. It's great to be able to sit and chat some dream team and be able to um, sort this out, get myself settled for it next month. Obviously, looking to attack September. So um, if you've not joined our Patreon yet, uh, you like what you hear, you want a, a little bit more, and you want to join our Discord and stuff, uh, the website is patreon.com forward slash dream team tonic. Um, if you've not seen um, Connor's blogs, uh, he does an absolute smashing blog, does Connor. Drinkteentonic.com. Uh, uh, get yourself over there and give Connor's blogs a read. Well worth, well worth it. Um, and yeah, um, it's been been a pleasure, James. So yeah. next week we should we should be on with Fergie. Um, for the uh, monthly special, transfer special. So I'll see you then, mate. Cool. Cheers, Tony. I'll see you soon. See you later, mate.